Welcome to season two of the Stakeholders Podcast. In this season, we'll focus on the important topics of our world, how stakeholders are affected by these topics, and the actions we can all take to push society in the right direction. To help give the podcast more perspective, I have added guest takeover episodes. This will be an opportunity for a guest to talk directly to you about a topic that they're passionate about and how it relates to the relevant stakeholders. Without further ado, here's today's guest takeover. Hello. Hello. This is Georgia and Jessica from Mental Finesse. And gosh, Mental Finesse. I love it. Me too. The title we came up with for our name. We are a counseling and mindset coaching um, avenue for men and women. And before that, children. Yes. So we start children off. um, We meet with children from the age of five and adults all the way to the age of 75. Yes. So our clients literally range from five to 75, which is incredible. But Mm -hmm. it really does show you the need for mental health. Yes. You know, and one of the things that's really imperative that it comes across to from with from me and Jessica is that when I was um, younger, I was very much so focused on how to help adults navigate. I saw a lot of hurt and concern for adults who just were not doing well in their lives, family members alike. And one of the things that brought that to mind was because we were born in Sierra Leone, West Africa, we got to see from a different perspective where in Sierra Leone, they were happy. Mm-hmm. While they did not have so yeah. much, they were still very happy. And when me and Jessica crossed over to come to America and to um, get our dual citizenship, we were able to look at Americans and to see how unhappy they yeah. were. Yeah. And just... Even though they had so much, mm-hmm. they were not happy. Yeah. And so we started to notice this blend of how can we bring across this mental health from literally Africa to America in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. And Jessica got to see it from infancy. Yes, exactly. I got to see it when I did an internship um, for college. And it was really, really amazing and being able to see just the bond and attachment that a mom has with her child and how important that is. As we said, counseling truly starts from childhood, but Mm. it truly starts in the womb. It truly starts when the mom is already, you know, um, developing the baby and the baby is already growing. And just that, that the the speaking to already Mm. that starts within the womb. So really what I was able to learn is this attachment and bond that can really um, predict how a child grows up and um, predict the determinants of what will cause um, the child to be successful or, you know, really have some challenges in life. And the interesting thing about that is, is if the mom and the parents aren't good themselves, yes, they will not be able to combat and understand how to raise a child properly. So it really comes down to who is the counselor talking to the kid? Yes. This is the parent. And what is the parent understanding to be able to bring something into their child's life? Mm-hmm. It's very important. They have an understanding of mental health on its own yes. from the get-go. From the get-go. Yeah. And from so when you, when you look at mental health and people will say, well, why is it important? Well, it's important because everyone is actually going through it. Whether or not people want to admit it, because there are some people who have a smaller amount of what they've gone yeah. through, and there's someone who's had major. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And there's some people that you see it all over them, you know, where it's alcoholism, full frontal, and they're slurring their words, and it's very obvious, and it's in the face of the media, and people are like, oh, look at that person. But 
There's even the silent battles that people go through that they just don't mention to people. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this year and um, these past few years have been the years of revealing what people have had going on under the surface. Yes. None of this stuff was new. Mm-hmm. And quarantine only exposed what was dormant for so long after you sweep something under the rug, but then when you're forced to confront it, that's when it gets to you. So let's look at some distractions. What were the distractions before quarantine that allowed people to not know they were struggling? One of them was for sure with school and especially for adults, them having their kids in school, them having to attend, you know, sports events, PTA, the football, yes. PTA, I have to go to parent meeting counseling, all of these different things that they're just immersed in. Mm. So they're going back and forth. This is five days a week, back and forth and back and yes, forth. Yes, all day. And all then day. what about the whole cross between you have to get them up early? You have to get them up. Then what about if you're frustrated with your child, you can send them to school. You can. You, you don't have to worry about you don't, you'll we'll get to see you at two o'clock. Yeah. So you're able to distract yourselves. And then let's talk about um, parents um, or spouses even, or mm-hmm. boyfriend and girlfriend who are living together, but they're frustrated with one another, but they get go to work. They get to go to work. They so get they're to, good to go. Yeah. They get yeah. to have their boy nights, their girl nights. They get to go and do their own thing. So when they come back into the situation, it's all forgotten about. Yeah. Or they it's don't not have address. Yes. It's not addressed. Yeah. And then you have situations where there's um, family members mm-hmm. who, you know, you used to be around often, but then you couldn't be because of quarantine. So yeah. that pulled things apart. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the quarantine, what it did was it allowed for people to face who? Themselves. The mirror. The mirror. Exactly. <laughs> and so that is something that people run from. Yeah. They, it's easier to look outside of a window to say, oh, look at that person or this person. But when you have to look at a mirror and see the aspects that you have been involved in that haven't been good, yeah. that's when it gets to you. That's And that's issue. when it becomes more depressive mm-hmm. because you start to realize, man, these are things I didn't deal with. Yes. These are things that I yes. never thought bothered me. Yes. But now I'm not sleeping at night. Exactly. Now I don't, I hear my baby crying and I'm feeling frantic. Mm-hmm. Now when I'm walking through the house, I feel fearful yes. all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what does that start to show? It shows, oh, I'm starting to feel anxious. I have anxiety. You have depression. You have certain symptoms and certain uh, disorders now that a lot of people refer to as oh my gosh now this is all coming in my mind and I'm feeling foggy yeah and you have CEOs especially who are saying well I'm a CEO I've never gone through this yeah I've always been on the go yeah this is something I used to be able to just get up and go I don't think about that and that's there you go I used to just get up and go and I don't think about it because you had an ability to have something as cognitive behavioral therapy has shown it is the ability to replace something with something else so that the brain can then latch on to that well that is something that happened for a lot of people when they had problems going on they mm-hmm. would drink as a way of forget they'd go to work as a way of forgetting they would work longer hours as a way of forgetting mm-hmm. they would go out with their friends as a way of forgetting yeah. they would go and they would be invested in school and they had to do papers and all these things as a way of forgetting mm-hmm. they would do anything that they could do go to concerts be active be doing all these things to then forget yes. and replace it but when it's right there in front of you you must attend yes so what has this shown us is when you look at the the population as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. What has it shown us for 
looking at like stakeholder aspects. It, it shows us that a lot of when it comes to mental health and looking at it, like you said, as a whole in this general sense, that it really has been neglected. Mm. I feel like, you know, now we have been on board a little bit more um, the community level and even government official and certain things like that, even state at the state level where they are talking a little bit more of mental health and mental health solutions and what to do. But I do feel that there's a lot of work to be done when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of work to be done because also when you look at criminals and violent criminals a lot of the times people will be like well how did they get to why are they why did they do what they did or they look at what they did but they are not looking farther back as to why that person even got there a lot of people don't know the proper mechanisms of how to get angry and to get angry properly you know you have this situation where children oftentimes when they go to get a shot doctors are lined up ready to give them a lollipop so that they can distract them from the shot that they just gave them. So see, in life, oftentimes it's similar to that where you don't want people to feel pain. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. It is okay to say that I am hurt because so-and-so did this to me or something happened to me. It is then better to know how to handle it. Yes. To how to handle it when someone does hurt someone and wrong them and how they can work through it. Yes. So you see people who turn into violence and turn to violence. Yeah. But one of the, the things in looking back at retrospect is why they were not given the proper tools of how to defend their minds properly to have the mechanisms of how to work through it. Yes, exactly. And this is similar to homelessness as well. This is what happens a lot of times. You know, you see a homeless person and you're just kind of like, oh, oh my gosh, they're homeless. All of these, all of these ideas kind of um, circulate in your mind of homelessness. But when you truly dive deeper and you know peel back the layers what happens is you see a lot of traumatic experiences that were had in their childhood that they experienced they experienced a lot of adverse um just really hardships in their lives and it had led them then to being homeless so again as we said talking about the childhood and looking at okay, what are certain things that happened within the childhood? What are certain things that happened that now resulted in this situation? So it's important. Yeah, it's like, it's what are things that happened in one's childhood or things that went um, away from them where they look and they become these adults to where they don't know how to properly you know, invest in relationships even. um, You have men and women growing up where they neglect each other. They get into a relationship and they don't know how to actually be affectionate and loving. And that's a lot of times because they weren't even told, I love you. They weren't told how to actually do that. And I know for a fact, you know, one of the things I can mention in my husband's experience, his family did not tell him, I love you until he was at the age of 30 years old. And he did not know proper affection. He did not know how to properly be able to communicate because his family also, when things went on, They wouldn't talk about things. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's very interesting is when you take a person that experienced that and then they grow up and they're navigating in relationship, they have no understanding of how to navigate. So one of the things that mental finesse does is we backtrack. Yes. We go back back. to, and it doesn't have to be necessarily for each client. Like we said, it is very tailor-made. It is tailor-made to each person as we do not feel it's a one-size-fits-all when it comes to helping someone strategize the best for their lives. So we go back where it's necessary for each 
person that comes into us, each, each individual, the love that we give them to be able to show them where the shortcoming happened, where the conflict happened, where the tension was created yes. that did not allow for them to properly adjust into their adulthood. Yes. Living. Yeah. Functioning. Yeah. Properly. Functioning. Yeah. yeah. So in going back to that, the really cool thing is Jessica working into attachment. She has learned that mm-hmm. even as an adult, we can teach people how to properly attach yeah. again to themselves in a proper way. A healthy relationship with yourself. Yeah. And that's a lot of things that we've seen that a lot of people are missing. Yes. yes. And we call it reparenting. Reparenting yourself. Mm-hmm. Just as you would parent your child and speak to them in this way of, hey, no, 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 you're not going to do this. Having boundaries, certain things like that, you have to do that with yourself. Yes. It's very important. You know, and a lot of people realize that if you look at the issues they're in, a lot of times it's society and the 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 consumerism mentality. Yeah. All in your head, every day looking at stuff, all online every second, always on your phone every minute, not being able to be in a moment as it's happening. Put, so we say, put down the phone. Yes. Walk away into writing more, mm-hmm. journaling more, asking yourself what you need out of tomorrow, and actually going into tomorrow and doing those things and setting them out. Yeah, exactly. So then when we go to who has the power to influence change. Yeah. And I first will say mental finesse. We are one of the people who we would love to have clients come in. We are influencers in that right. And you can see what we do in that ground keeping on all different levels. Yeah. But other influencers are even CEOs and bosses. And what I say by that is these are influencers that I believe need to be made aware on how to help their employees. Yes. So that their employees are able to do well. Yes. And even when we're looking at it at the school system community mm. and really talking about, you know, the counseling, as we know, a lot of school systems starting from elementary school, they influence and they implement counseling, you know, and this is to select children that actually need it or are having yeah. a hard time. Or it's a sad, yeah, they yeah, make it hard, as if yeah, they need it. They need it. But But it's not necessarily, yes, everyone does. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's not offered in this way where, hey, anyone can come and talk to a counselor. And so children feel like they're in trouble. Yes. When they go meet with a counselor, they feel as though there's a problem with me. Here I go. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. I'm feeling this way. I don't know how to do it. No other kid feels this way. Yes. It should be ground keeping, level headed thinking for every child. Yes. To come in naturally with getting this help. Exactly. And the teachers. The teachers. Do you understand that even the doctor needs a counselor? Even the teacher needs Needs a counselor. And that's where we come in. Even the lawyer needs a counselor. You all going into the abilities to fully function, you need someone who you have as a sounding board that you're talking to. Not just a friend. Not just someone that you can bounce ideas off of. But someone that can properly teach how to walk through these mechanisms. Yes. How to cope, how to live and flourish. Yes. And that involves relationships with all levels on the community, on local, on state. It involves everyone truly talking and not just talking and leaving it in. Okay. That was a great talk. We'll see you next time. No, no, no. Talking and really influencing change, being hands-on. We need hands-on approaches. And that's why we love what we do here at Mental Finesse. Yes. So, I mean, you know, 
there's so much to talk about and we will continue to speak. And I just, I just want to tell each one of you, you are amazing. Yes. Go out and conquer and be amazing. And if there's anything that we can do for you, we would love to help you. Um, you, you can contact us. You can find us at mental finesse underscore, um, at it's at mental underscore finesse, finesse underscore, underscore on um, Instagram. Instagram. And then, and then we also have a website and that is mentalfinesse.com, www.mentalfinesse.com. And so if you need anything, we just, we will also have our stuff linked below. And we thank you so much, Andre, for this amazing experience. Yes, thank you. And we wish you all the best.